ironoverload.io presents Iron Overload No Bullshit Podcast with your co-host Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the UG info like you've never heard before. No bullshit, no lies, straight hardcore truth. A bodybuilding podcast like you never heard before. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, ironoverload.io hardcore episode number five steve smith and the mobster joining me how's it going buddy how you doing good boiling up sunshine weather and we're gonna talk about the daddy really the daddy of all steroids today testosterone people yes and a poll was done recently where they polled people and they wanted to see what was the top 10 most used steroids and number one and number two were testosterone and then you also had in the top 10 testosterone uh, a third testosterone ester and then you had a fourth testosterone ester so four different testosterone esters cracked the top 10 so yes testosterone is definitely the most used type of steroid out there and look, at the end of the day, you can use testosterone at moderate dosages or high dosages to build muscle. You can use it as an androgenic agent to give you more aggression, more strength, more libido. And you can use it to bulk up pretty, pretty dang quick. I mean, I've done it myself on just 500 milligrams a week of, of, of long ester testosterone. So really, it's, it's pretty versatile. And a lot of guys like to use it in their cycle. So we're going to get into all that in this one. So um, you know, one of the misconceptions behind testosterone is that, yeah, I can just use it as a first cycle and I don't have to worry about anything, but that's a misconception because it does come with side effects. So we're going to get into all of that on here. So, you know, let's talk about first mobster. Let's talk about testosterone, where it came from. Yep. It's part of the androgen family of steroid hormones that are naturally produced in our body, our testicles. In, for males, make testosterone. For females, it is going to be from their ovaries, of course. So our bodies are producing it. They start producing it when we hit puberty. It accelerates into our early 20s. We usually hit a peak level where our body's producing it. And then as we age, our testosterone levels gradually start to drop. And it can drop rapidly as you age. It just depends on environmental factors, stress factors, what you eat, what you drink, all these other things have a difference. So now testosterone is very important in our reproductive system. And it's also responsible for pr promoting our secondary sexual traits. In males, you probably remember when you hit puberty, you started growing facial hair, you started growing body hair your bone mass, your voice started deepening, your shoulders started to get broad, maybe you had chicken shoulders like I did, chicken chest. And, um, you know, you start producing semen and all that stuff. So all that stuff is in our body as natural testosterone. So in this episode, we're talking about exogenous testosterone. We're talking about the testosterone that's built, made in the lab, and then that we use to inject. And, and testosterone is very easily made in labs, pharmaceutical companies, they make it, you can acquire it by prescription. 
in in United States, completely legal to acquire it by prescription in the United States. In your country, mobster, you have much more uh, liberal steroid laws, so you can acquire it very, very easily and use it, no problem. So we got underground labs producing it, very, very cheap. And you got pharmaceutical companies producing it where you can get a prescription and walk right into the pharmacy and grab it. So it's easy. It's definitely the easiest steroid to acquire, which would explain why it is so popular uh, to be used. And like I said, it's very, very versatile. So Mobster, get in here a little bit and talk a little bit about testosterone. What are your thoughts? I'm thinking, Steve, I mean, one of the things that we say sometimes on any of the steroid type forums, we say test is test is test. And what we mean by that, people, as, as Steve said, you start from the human body. This is what we produce. There's no particular ester, I suspect, with this stuff uh, when it comes to the human body. And then what you're also kind of looking at here is ultimately the effects are the same. It just takes less or more time to get there in terms of esters and so on and so forth. And it's, it's really the foundation stone. I'm, I'm reminded very quickly, Steve, of the history, for example, uh, without going into too much detail, essentially uh, Romans, ancient Greeks, etc., would eat bulls' testicles, uh, boars' testicles, and so on. The idea that you was going to get the animal's essence—they didn't know what testosterone was—but the essence of it, so to speak, the, the the power of the beast is what you would have. So they were looking for an edge even back in the day. It essentially, it became identified. I think it was late 1800, Steve, off the top of my head, and I mean I might be wrong on the actual specific dates. Uh, one of the fun, one of the ones I, I brought up on the forums from time to time is the so-called super soldiers. When you talk about both the Nazis, German Nazis back in the day, uh, English, the British troops, and and American, we were all looking for an edge. Uh, some of that came from, of all things, speed, but also from the idea of turning your soldiers into super soldiers. I think the Russians even got on them yet, and the idea of that again was some sort of. Uh, primitive form of testosterone. Victorians, again, were doing stuff like, I think they, they, they took what they identified as testosterone from dog's testicles, and the particular scientist was injected into his body. And this was for him to rejuvenate himself. So the idea, sometimes we talk about this performance-enhancing drug aspect, and people who are not into training get all kind of like, you know, oh, I shouldn't be doing drugs. And yet, if you said it was for rejuvenation, if you said it was an anti-aging drug, if you said that you were trying to become a better athlete by eating bull's testicles, they're okay with it. So it's it's ironic, but if you think about it, it's almost as basic as it gets. And Steve is very correct. I'll just re reiterate what Steve said as well. Here in the UK, it's not that we don't have some of the laws and restrictions that you have. It's just it's not classified in the same particular way. And... I think the authorities, such as it is, and touch wood, as they say these magic words, I would hate to get a knock on the door to prove me different. They are not going to bust your door down for your monthly or even two monthly, three monthly cycle. If you're dealing, if you post it and you're regularly posting steroids for the post, you're more likely to get into trouble for that than you are to be stopped in the street by a police officer, have your bag searched, your kit bag, gym bag searched and them to come across a couple of amps of testosterone, a couple of vials of testosterone, they don't give a fuck. They're not going to do you for that. They're, they're, one of the things that Steve can back me up on on this one, when it comes to these kind of things, for the most part, people that are using testosterone, all steroids, but specifically testosterone for the purposes of this podcast, they're not robbing grannies, as we would say over here, 
for the money to buy a vial of testosterone. It's literally always uh, disposable income. So, you know, the, 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 the criminality side of it, here in the UK especially, but even in America, it doesn't, you're more likely to be a criminal for trading and for having a UGL and for selling to your buddies than you are for personal use. And that's very much the case here in the UK. Back to you, Steve. So let's get into more about testosterone and, you know, talk about how to go ahead and take it. So as I mentioned, you can take it, you can get human grade pharmaceutical from the pharmacy. If you're lucky enough to get a prescription for it, which is very easy to do, by the way, um, any yeah. anti-aging clinic, my big gripe with anti-aging clinics is they overcharge and they get oh, you yeah. on a monthly plan. That's kind of their you know, that's their stick. Anything these days where they can get you on a monthly plan where you're paying money every month to me money forever. Yeah. It's just, it's just yeah. money going into their coffers nonstop and they don't care about you. They're businessmen. They're trying to make money. They don't care about you. So I would rather people go to a real doctor to get a prescription who's going to actually be non-biased um, but the big gripe with doctors is they don't have time, which is true. They're overwhelmed. They don't have time for their, their customers. You're just a number to them. They care more about their golf game. They care more about their tennis match. They care more about, you know, their, their kids' private school education than they do you. And that is true in the United States, at least, because we have for-profit medicine, which is, which is our problem, our main problem with that. So testosterone at the end of the day, if you're willing to fork over the money, you can get pharmacy grade testosterone. But if you're not willing, if you just want to go the cheaper route, like I do, and you just want to acquire it, you can go on our, on our forums, IO website, and you can just find an approved source and you can just order it straight from the source. No problem. And it'd be yeah. as cheap as heck to buy testosterone. You can buy a year's worth of testosterone really, really cheap. So those are the different types of ways that you can acquire testosterone. Uh, very, very easily. And, you know, here's the thing. There's different testosterone esters. Um, the sh you have testosterone suspension, which is water-based. It's in and out of your system quick. It's very, very hard, if not impossible, to get busted for it if you're being tested for steroids. So if you are a tested athlete, that is the option. First option you want to go is testosterone suspension. Now for a normal gym rat, don't waste your time with testosterone suspension. It's, it's pointless for you. Um, like I said, it's in and out of your system. You got to inject it constantly. And you're, when you go to bed that night, it's not going to be in your system. So it's really not going to be working. It's magic nonstop. Mobster, give me your thoughts. Yeah. Very, very quickly, Steve. I'm just going to say it's the sort of stuff like, for example, with check drops or whatever else. You're talking about something that's great for the day of a competition, for the day of a match, for the day of a fight. Uh, and as Steve said, so for example, if you're an athlete, and I mean literally like athletic, running around the track, uh, putting a, uh, the shot and so on and so forth, throwing a javelin or wherever else, you're talking about probably three or four hours for your event or multiple events, you know, uh, quarterfinals, semifinals, finals, that kind of situation a day, uh, eight hours at the most. So that's what you'd use it for. Whereas uh, for a bodybuilder and or and or a weightlifter, and specifically if you're on a training program with the idea of adding muscle or peaking your strength, something that's in your system longer, it's helping you slowly build up strength or slowly add muscle, it makes a lot more sense. Also, as I'm sure Steve will, will back me up on again, 
and I've mentioned this in previous podcasts like these ones, it comes down to pinning. I wouldn't want, for example, to use something like methyl test, whereas, as Steve said, it's in and out of your system so quickly in a matter of hours that you'd have to do multiple pins per day of that one single drug, never mind anything else if you were doing a stack, for example, and that's just for one drug. So it makes a lot more sense to have something that's slower acting, that the half-life is shorter for us, or longer, should I say. And again, you're wanting the testosterone to be in your system kind of 24-7 as a way for your body to be affected by and to use that testosterone with the training, with your prime, with your nutrition to help you add muscle, to help you build slowly but surely, adding strength to you and, and top numbers to your weights, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, some of the shorter, if not methyl tests, but some of the shorter ones, again, I would probably look towards the athletic side. Uh, and again, even for weightlifters for competitions versus the longer ones. But we'll address those as we get to them now. So next one is testosterone propionate in terms of shorter acting. And testosterone propionate, I don't know, three, four day half-life. So you want to be injecting it. Like most guys want to inject it every day, every other day. You can get away for three yeah. times a week. And with testosterone propionate, the reason guys like to use propionate is the flexibility. It's in your system quicker. It's out of your system quicker. If you're a competitor, you're going into a show, you could stop yes. using it and it'll be out of your system in a couple of weeks versus yep. the longer esters, which can take four, five, six weeks to be out of your system. So the flexibility of testosterone propionate is there. It's an option for people. It's not one of the more popular esters, but it is in the top 10. And then you've got the next ones after that, testosterone sipinate, testosterone enethate, 10 to 12 day ester, injecting once or twice a week, injecting once every 10 days. If you're doing TRT, you could even inject them once every two weeks. Um, yes. Just double up the dose that you would, your weekly dose. So if you're on 125 milligrams a week, you could do 250 milligrams every two weeks. And that could work, you know, because they do have long enough half-lives where that would work. So those are popular for guys who are on TRT, and they're also popular for guys who run cycles, who like to inject once or twice a week during their cycle, maybe a 10 or 12 or 14, 16-week cycle. That's where guys would use the sipinate or, or enethate. And Mobster, what I like about sipinate and enethate is they're smooth. See, the testosterone suspension is like injecting yes. motor oil. That thing, that stuff <laughs> is thick and nasty. And then the propionate, yeah. for me, it hurts. It gives me post-injection pain. But sipidine and they, they are smooth. You don't got to worry about pain afterwards. I'll jump in here again, Steve. Well, something I said, I, I think I say this on the forums a couple of times. You, you tend to, when guys come to say, what, what testosterone should I have? You say, well, what's your target? What's your aim? What you're trying to do? And I give an example, if Steve's already heard of sipidine, it's probably the most popular drug to be prescribed to you never mind self-prescribed self-administered in terms of doing trt for yourself and i mean trt for yourself rather than blasted and cruising uh as 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 per also a anti-aging clinic or if you're very lucky and you've got an understanding local doctor cipionate seems to be the drug that everybody gets and it comes down because you know you've only got to go back to the clinic every couple of weeks uh they can modify the numbers and so on and so forth but as I said before, the, the idea sometimes with the, the shorter esters is in terms of when we've talked about trend, which we've done a podcast and check that one out. And I said, look, side effects of those more aggressive, shorter acting, more anabolic, more likely to kick your ass, 
more likely to get you to do crazy stuff in the gym tend to be greater. And that seems to be sometimes in my mind, Steve, connected to the shorter acting. So as again, if you're an athlete and you're taking something like Bethel Test, very short acting like we've described already, you're looking for an edge on the day. And that edge can be things like a great level of aggression, but equally the effects on your body. And this includes literally the injection itself. As Steve said, it's not in alcohol, it'd be in oil. The post-injection pain could be higher and so on and so forth. So guys, it's literally pros and cons. I want to add muscle slowly, Cipriano. I want an edge on the day, methyl test. But methyl test, test prop, painful. Cipionate, not painful. It's, it is what it is. I was, the great thing, Steve, as I say this stuff, whether it's nutrition, supplements, or in this case, PEDs, and specifically testosterone, it's like having a toolbox. Right tool, right job, right requirements. Ultimately, you need to have everything else in place, and I've addressed that many times before. This is the stuff. You don't just, I mean, Steve will tell you this as well. Back in the day, uh, and especially so in America and to a lesser degree over here in the UK, you got what you were given. It was what was available from your dealer. The legendary stories of going out to the guy in the car park, he opens the trunk or the boot of his car, and he shows you what he had in his bag. And that's what you brought. You weren't getting necessarily what you need. Nowadays, especially with our approved sources, like Steve says, they have all of these and ones we haven't heard of and other drugs and other PVDs. And it literally might just come down to wait a week or two for stock to come back in. And the list should come down to not what I've got, but what you needed. And literally, as Steve says, one more thing again, and you mentioned this earlier on there, Steve. I've said this a bunch of times as well. My weightlifting and specifically my strongman buddies would use this as the base of any stack that they did for some perverse reason. And this is an individual thing. And that applies to some of the other drugs as well, including the side effects, whether you can handle certain side effects, or in this case for me, I never seem to get anything from an amphate. And yet my buddies all raged about it. And as you say, there's plenty of fans out there that an amphate is a great drug for. But for me, I would try it and I was thinking, I don't, I'm not seeing it. So it may literally come down to, in my particular case, something that I didn't have an affinity for. My receptors, for whatever reason, preferred other drugs. And in amphate, I try it and I didn't see anything. I wasn't, didn't feel like I was gaining off it. I didn't feel like I had any difference in overall beyond what I was already doing in training. And yet, as I said, the previous podcast, Revolutionary, for example, Decarasas loved them, Diana Bowl loved it, Anavar loved it. So again, something like this, guys, not that I want you to have to go out and experiment. So you come on the forums, you ask these questions, you see what the general consensus is. We have articles, we link to them in these podcasts to see what most people do. But in my particular case, an amphate, which should have been a good drug for me, wasn't. I have no idea why. I'm guessing. Back to you, Steve. So the last one that basically guys like to mess around with, Sustanon or Omnidrin. Now, Sustanon was designed for TRT, and Sustanon is four esters of testosterone. 30 milligrams testosterone propionate, 60 milligrams testosterone phenylpropionate, 60 milligrams testosterone isocaparate, and 100 milligrams testosterone decanate. Very, very long ester on that decanate. Yeah. We're talking 15, yeah. 16 days. So yep. Sustanon designed for TRT should be injected at a high dosage infrequently. In other words, you're going to inject the 500. It comes in 
you know, it's going to come into vial, right? And your vial is going to be 250 milligrams total. That's why it's called sustenin 250. So you're going to inject that 250 once every two to three weeks. And that's the way it's designed. Now, some guys will use it on cycle. They'll inject it once or twice a week. And then some guys like to inject it every other day for some weird reason, because they think that it's because it has a little bit of propionate. It's supposed to be injected every other day. So, right. I, I, yeah, you know, yeah. I argue this all the time with people. They, they just don't get the concept. So sustenin was designed for each ester to kind of pick up after one another. So if you want to balance your hormones when you're on it, you inject a large amount infrequently. You don't inject a little bit amount like every other day. So this is the misconception people have with sustenin and Omidron. Now, in your country, Mobster, sustenin has historically been the popular TRT option. Omidron has been East European. Now, Omidrin and Sustanon used to be a little different, but now they're the same exact four esters with the same exact milligrams. So it's the same thing. It's just called two different things. So those are the main ones, guys. But at the end of the day, the two most popular are testosterone sipinate and testosterone enanthate. Now let's get into dosing. You ready to hit dosing? Okay, yeah, so I'm just going to I'll just jump yeah. in very quickly, Steve. Sure. In fact, I'll touch on I'll touch specifically the sustenon because I've mentioned it already. I think uh, off the top of my head, and it's been a long time, I'm thinking I would, along with Decker, uh, a, a single amp rather than the vial, as Steve said, was uh, 250 milligrams. Off the top of my head, this is it's a very long time ago, every four days uh, or every five days. So you know, three times a fortnight and so on and so forth. So that sounds about right from the top of my head. And again, I, I remember that the two things together, Sust and Decker together for me was, I think I went from 280 to 300 pounds for the competition. And that was the two things together averaged out at 675 milligrams total. Uh, so yeah, I mean, for me, that was one of my favorites. And if as you look, it's actually got you know, all those four drugs that Steve mentioned, the ones they get along on with, versus the infinite that I've, infinite that I've already mentioned. So yeah, let's get into the dosing of other bits and pieces, Steve. So if you're gonna do TRT, long-term TRT, the basic dosage I've seen from 80 milligrams being the, the minimum up to 125, 150 area. I think 100, 125 is the safest route, long-term TRT. Yep. If you overdose it, you're gonna run into problems. There's the next step, which is sports TRT, which was invented my anti-aging clinics makes them more money, <laughs> keeps their clients more happy, brings them more clients who are like, wow, they're giving all this testosterone. I've seen sports TRT 200, 250, 300 or more of testosterone yeah. a week, which is way too much. You're going to run into side effects by doing that. You're going to run into long-term health consequences. I'm going to jump in here, Steve, because you and I, we know about these things and we know the history of the sport and we've been around long enough for me Sports TRT is a made-up bullshit turn of phrase. It's sometimes used by guys. I know that a few of you will be doing this. So if it sounds insulting, it's meant to be a little bit insulting. You're blasting and cruising. And, 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 and sports TRT is probably up there with the blasting and cruising mentality. It's one of those things where you go, right, if this amount given to me by an anti-aging clinic, it's fantastic and makes me feel good for my health, rejuvenates me and makes me feel like a younger man. And that amount is, as Steve said, very rarely much more than 200 and typically averages most clinic around the 125. Then where the fuck are you getting your 400 milligrams from? It's horseshit. You're on site. 
and especially if you use this term sports TIT and you're under the age of 35. And I, I and again, this is this brutal, we don't bullshit you stuff. If you're 18, 19, 20, definitely under the age of 25, which is normally the line that I have in the sand, you need to have trained for a few years and you're telling me you're on sports IT. It's one of those, I should bitch slap you because you're full of shit. Right, so don't fuck about guys. If it's health, Steve said the lower the stuff up to around, and this is an average of 125 is about on point. What should happen, what should happen properly is that you go and see a doctor or the clinic, anti-aging clinic, and they test your bloods and they're trying to balance you out. That's how it's supposed to be done. Anything more than that, especially as we see with the guys that are saving themselves some money by using an approved source, what tends to happen, Steve, I think you'll agree, is that they start to ever so slightly increase the dosages. So we see 250, 300, and that's because they feel really, really good on it. But again, proper TRT is done for your health. It's not done to make you feel good. It's not done to make you a beast in the gym. But then I understand, guys, listen, I get the mentality, you're taking it, not for your health anymore. You're taking it because you train. You're not going to the, the, the clinic because you feel beaten up and less pep than you used to have and so on and so forth. You're going there because you train. You're going there because you lift weights. You're going there because you work out. You're going there because you want to swim or run or play racquetball or do all these other things like you did when you were 25. And so the numbers start to creep up. But as Steve said, that at this point, you're not getting your bloods done as much as you should do. You're not having uh, your health looked at. And it's gone beyond that. And sports TRT is another level again. So um, 200 milligrams is probably about really fantastic for 90% of our listeners. 300 will be for the guys that are really struggling, have issues with absorption and affinity, like I said. 400 milligrams, guys, you're on cycle. You're just on a low cycle. Hell, 400 milligrams, Steve, I don't know about you, I'd do really well on it. It would be like doing a low cycle for me. It really would. What about yourself? Yeah, so um, my first time I used testosterone, I did 500 milligrams. I had tremendous results, uh, strength gains and everything. So that's the average dose, 500 milligrams. Guys like to use that in cycles, and they'll stack, they might stack in some other things, or you can just use it by itself. And you could do, if you're doing the propanate, you do eight weeks. If you're doing the sipanate, enanthate, or sustenin, you go longer, 10, 12, 14 weeks. I want to go longer than 14, 16 weeks on a cycle because you're going to get shut down. So, you know, I've seen guys do over a thousand. Some of the top end guys, they'll go over a thousand, but it's rare. We, we, we saw the poll, the poll, less than 4% of people out there who use steroids run more than a gram of gear a week. So, and, you know, so 500 is the average. Some guys go to 750. So side effects, very, very important. With testosterone, it comes with side effects. First of all, mobster, it's going to shut us down. Anytime yes. you add exogenous hormones, it's going to shut you down. The misconception. Anytime. Yep. Anytime, guys. There's this idea very, very quickly, literally yep. like one sentence. Guys, sometimes we'll say, if I only take this amount, will I get shut down? Yes. There's not a degree here. You don't go, I'll get shut down a little bit. All that happens is the difference between how long it takes you to recover. Nine again, you'd have to be an absolute freak. 99 times out of 100 guys, I don't care if you're taking 100 milligrams or a thousand milligrams a week, you will get shut down. It's just how quickly and for how long. And then we get into the whole PCC, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But as Steve said, I'll jump back in here again for this, Steve. We know 
how it works. It's the, the information for testosterone is probably just about as much as there is for any of the performance enhancement drugs we could possibly recommend. And so knowing the side effects means we can manage the side effects. Back to you, Steve. Yeah, and at the end of the day, the second one you want to watch out for. So, so if you're running testosterone, obviously you want to make sure you're running your ancillaries and you're running your post-cycle therapy. This way you come yes. off. If you're on long-term TRT, you don't care about being shut down. You're going to be shut down no. for life. The, the other main side effect with testosterone what gets a lot of people is the water retention, the estrogen increase in the body. Now, high estrogen can have short and long-term consequences. One of the short-term consequences of high estrogen, which can come on really quick, mobster, is the gynecomastia, the bitch tits. So yeah. that gets a lot of guys. So you want to make sure you're balancing your estrogen. You're running an in, um, aromatized inhibitor, anti-estrogen drug, such as aromacin or arimidex. And then long-term high estrogen, which is what I was talking about, why sports TRT is stupid in my mind, is the risk of cancer. Blowing up estrogen in your body will increase your chance of cancer. Blowing up estrogen in your body will increase your chances of heart disease. It's going to cause an inflamed heart. It's going to cause high blood pressure. It's going to cause all that's going to run into, you're going to have a high heart rate. You're going to have trouble sleeping at night from the insomnia. And the estrogen doesn't help the insomnia either. So the androgenic, the estrogenic side effects of testosterone are things you want to watch out for. And they are definitely possible on it. And they're going to come. If you don't, if you don't use your proper ancillaries, they are going to come quick on it. So, and then prostate, your prostate is going to get enlarged, especially if you're on long-term and you're running too much, your prostate is going to get enlarged. You'll notice you have some issues urinating, and then you could, you really will triple and quadruple your chance of getting prostate cancer, prostate tumor, and all that, all that stuff as you get older. That's a huge, so 50% of us are going to get some type of prostate cancer in our lifetime. So it's something very, very common, and this just increases it. So those are the main side effects. Anything else uh, you want to talk about? Very quickly, Steve. I've, again, this is one of those real world, we tell you the truth kind of stuff. Guys, I've said this a million times on the forums. All the years I've been online, I never understand. I, I get the legend. The legend was that if you didn't use an AI, an aromatized inhibitor, uh, you, you, you you might have some more gains. And I would say, well, what is it in the 5%, 10% more gains? Let's say for argument's sake, you gain 10 pounds. But if you use a robotized inhibitor, you might get down to eight, eight pounds instead of a 10 pound gain. First off, it's mostly bullshit. And secondly, what do we see sometimes on the forum, Steve? Guys, oh, my, my nipples are reaching. Motherfucker, you should have been using a robotized inhibitor from day one. Uh, the, 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 the first off, the legend, such as, so to speak, and it is a kind of legend, is mostly bullshit. And why wait until you've got side effects to deal with? It's kind of too late. You know, your nipples are all itching, you're potentially all up, you're already getting some form of gun already. You know, you'd have to be super sensitive to sort of suddenly rush in with a drug to prevent you having a problem. And guys, if that is that's another reason why we recommend you being lean, don't be fat, don't have blood pressure issues, don't have water retention issues, and then use a performance housing drug that might increase your blood pressure, will up your estrogen issues because you're fat. I don't mean fat, and so on and so forth. And a couple of things that Steve hasn't mentioned, oily skin, acne. You are kind of, especially in you younger guys, and again, I mean 25, 35 years of age, you're giving yourself the side effects you got when testosterone suddenly bloomed in your body as a teenager. In other words, it's like going through puberty. 
So you have to have this stuff. stuff. One of the ones, I'm, I'm a big one on this one, and I shave my head, perhaps for those very reasons. It's also ways you pro bodybuilders with their head shaved an enormous amount of time, Steve. Male pattern baldness. Guys, come on the forum. I've got male pattern baldness in my family, and I think they're running a cycle. Motherfucker, shave your head. Because if you're taking most performance enhancing drugs, and specifically testosterone, and you've got male pattern bald uh, issues, you're going to go bald, or you're going to speed up the balding process. That hair's coming out whether you like it or not. And the drugs that we can take to help with that are probably worse than taking a steroid in the first place. Back to you, Steve, to finish. So at the end of the day, the benefits of testosterone, gosh, I have a client that they ran out of testosterone and they, they, their testosterone wasn't coming for a couple of months. So they had no testosterone in their system. After a couple of weeks, it was out of their system. They said they couldn't even get it up when they were having sex, even though they were on taking like a bunch of Viagra, they still couldn't get it up. So that's what happens when you crash your testosterone. So testosterone is very, very important for our libido, what happens in the bedroom. He was losing a lot of strength in the gym, very, very important for strength, important for building muscle. And, you know, at the end of the day, it all boils down to being confident, you know? So testosterone is an absolute must. Um, if you're someone who likes to feel good, be yeah. good in the bedroom, be good in the gym. So it has a lot of benefits. So, you know, give it a shot and do it the smart way and you'll have all the benefits that you could possibly imagine. And it works great with any other steroid out there. So it's a fantastic one to use by itself or stack. So officer, take us into the disclaimer. I'll jump in very quickly, Steve. I've heard of salesmen and even politicians using a low dose of testosterone to build their confidence so that they, they, their approach to sales, their approach to politics, their approach to speech making comes from that sort of vigor that they had as a younger man. And when you're on the stump, when you're bumping that lectern and you're speaking to thousands of people or you're trying to increase sales or you're talking to your, the rest of the sales team and you're trying to get them out there to go out and kick ass and sell more cars, sell more computers, sell more whatever, testosterone is kind of what makes you do that. And therefore the little jab, the little bit of TRT, boom, you suddenly feel like the ass kicker that it used to be when you're 25, 35 years of age. So it, it, it's great for that. As always, please note, we are not doctors and opinions on this podcast are hours and hours alone. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcast are for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and First Amendment apply.